Hello and welcome to Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. We are your hosts, Vidas Pinkavichus and Oshamut Zeta Pinkavichin. We've been mastering secrets of organ playing for more than 20 years and sharing them on this blog since 2011. On this show, which we create from our home in Vilnius, Lithuania, we strive to help you grow in every area of organ playing, including practice, technique, repertoire, sight reading, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory, harmony, and many others. Our hope is to help you become a complete musician, or what we call as total organist, a program which we have created to help you reach your dreams faster than you would do on your own. If you are new here, we invite you to subscribe to receive free updates of this blog at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video on how to master any organ composition and 10-day organ playing mini course. And now let's go to the podcast for today. Hi guys, this is Vidas. And Usha. Let's start episode 474 of Secrets of Organ Playing uh, podcast. This question was sent by Tim. And he writes, Well, I work as a musician playing organ in churches for weddings, services and funerals, mostly funerals. So the challenge for me is always staying on top of the work, sometimes also arranging music choices so that they can be played on the organ. Obviously, this is a question for Tim when I asked him how is his organ practice going and uh, what are some things that are challenging for him. So he is a church musician obviously and probably uh, probably needs to find more time to practice as you understand, right? Yes, and also know how to arrange the repertoire, how to choose the repertoire probably. Oh, you I mean choral pieces or piano pieces? As he says, arranging music choices. What does it mean? Well, don't you remember when working at church, you would have to select what to play? Was it always easy for you to arrange music or you know, to... Maybe sometimes you would choose not the original piece, you would have to adjust it to the organ. Yes, it's, so you mean like piano piece or choral piece? Yes, that's right. Um, that's, I think, uh, so usual for church musicians today. Uh, sure, you can uh, work uh, through your organ repertoire in church, but in most cases, requirements are much wider, and sometimes you have to adapt choral music piano music, music for other instrumental ensembles, if you find that suitable for your occasion. And that's an extra skill to learn. True. And it's interesting that Tim is playing mostly for funerals. So I guess it might must be, you know, like an old congregation that, you know, there are so many funerals. Mm-hmm. More funerals than weddings. Bach would be glad, right? Yes. 
because when Bach went to live and to work in Leipzig, he was promised, you know, to be paid extra for such activities, you know, as playing funerals. But apparently he didn't have, you know, too, too, too many of them to play because he was writing to his friend to Poland and complaining in his letter that no healthy wind is blowing and nobody is dying. So, at least Tim, you know, has more funerals to play than Bach did. All right. I hope he get paid well for them as well. But definitely it's not, you know, the most pleasant thing, you know, to do to play at the funerals. I guess you might get used to, you know, after playing for, for many years, but, but it's still not the easiest task. Mm -hmm. Can you select uh, some, uh, maybe like uh, 10 pieces for your funerals and rotate them so that you would be prepared for any occasion? I think that's what you should do probably. Because deceased wouldn't complain, probably. Don't you think so, Vidas? Deceased might not be angry with you, but their relatives might be. True, but still, you know. Unless, you know, there are, like, some people who often attend funerals just because we like it and then might notice after, you know, a few funerals that you're playing the same music over and over again. You mean, like, funeral crashers? Yes. Uh huh. But I think it's a good uh, idea for people with less experience, with little experience, to gather 10 or 12 pieces uh, in your repertoire and, and uh, you know, play a number of them in one funeral and then select another choices but from the same program in another and rotate them and then gradually start learning something new. And I have seen you know, many collections uh, that are uh, used for wedding music and are written for wedding music, collected for wedding music and usually we contain lots of arrangements but actually I haven't seen any funeral collections, funeral music. It Have you seen? There must be. There must be some. Mm -hmm. But definitely, you know, if you have a couple collections for funeral and a couple collections for wedding, I think it's more than plenty. We never needed those collections because we selected our own repertoire or improv improvised uh, like a chorale prelude which would be played on a soft registration would sound very nice, I would say, for any funeral. True. And plus, I think a lot of that funeral music might be used in service too. Occasionally. During communion, you mean? Yes. Or offertory. Right. During funeral, your purpose probably is to play in a manner that wouldn't distract uh, the, the family in attendance and mourners. Um, basically, it should be like a background music, meditative true, true, music. True. So there is plenty of such 
meditations written throughout ages as I said earlier about choral preludes communion pieces in later times elevations also true right so I hope Tim will find something for himself as well and um, arranging for music of course is a, a different a separate skill that he needs to work on I think writing it down is, is a good idea for beginners who Probably haven't yes. done this before. When I just started to play at church, you know, when I was in the second second grade of, you know, Academy of Music, I wrote down many church hymns because some of them were not harmonized, had only one voice. And some of them were written at very uncomfortable keys. And because I was new at all that liturgy playing thing, it was quite hard, you know, because you have so many things to absorb and to know and to, to do. So I would write them down. But now you don't have to do it anymore, right? We're playing a, a symphonic poem by Mikolaus Konstantinas Cirlonis, Lithuanian romantic composer and painter uh, from the beginning of 20th century. It's called In the Forest. And we're playing from the piano duet performance uh, arrangement. Uh, but we're playing on the organ as an organ duet. Uh, obviously for piano this texture works just fine. But for the organ we need to adjust it uh, in many cases. But I chose not to write it down and do it on the spot. Would, would that uh, be accessible for the beginner? I don't think so. I, I highly doubt it. Mm -hmm. But that's what we do actually because we realized that you know, instead of you know, writing it down, we better practice more. Right. At our level, it's, it's already doable. So guys, we hope this was useful to you. Please send us more of your questions. We love helping you grow. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen. This blog is supported by Total Organist, the most comprehensive organ training program online, where you will find courses for every area of organ playing, including technique, practice, sight reading, repertoire playing, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory and harmony, with hundreds of scores and thousands of exercises. Here is what some of the students are saying. Hugh writes, the sight reading course has helped me tremendously. Thank you very much for your SS courses and all your help. Robert writes, I found the fingerings, registration ideas and general comments to be excellent. John writes, I have found your download very helpful. It was really excellent. I have watched some of your teaching videos and when I read your instructions. I try to imagine you are there teaching me. You may feel disappointed that I am two three days behind, but I am a slow learner, and I have committed to taking the time to get it right as you say. But the other night my wife commented that she had never heard me play such a detailed melody in the left hand so well.
My left hand is generally poor. Robert writes, It has been a great pleasure in my life of having discovered your courses and material as well as the YouTube work of recordings. You have a calm and pleasant way of teaching. Ron writes, Hi Vida thank you guys. What a wonderful response to my email note to you. You've got me right, and I feel you understand my level of playing. Yes, at home and lucky that I have an organ for that reason. I am paying attention to this, and I am going to try this haha no longer secret model. Yes, and I love Caesar Frank too. What is very nice about your blog podcast is that Osha and Vidas are like a Socratic dialogue, and by bouncing things off of each other, so much more information comes out and is expressed. Your comments contain a wealth of information and understanding. I really appreciate this. It is very inspiring and will keep us moving forward. Would you like to receive the same or even better results that our students are getting? If so, join them at organduo.lt slash total dash organist. And of course, you will get the first month free too. You can cancel anytime. Also, if you haven't yet subscribed to receive free updates of this blog, make sure you do that at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video How to Master Any Organ Composition and 10-Day Organ Playing Mini Course. This was Vidas and Osha from Secrets of Organ Playing. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen.